Welcome to Trowadron Legends and Lore. Episode 39, The Fiendish Wars. Well, hello and welcome to Trollerton Legends and Lore. I'm Chad Corey, and this is Season 4, Episode 39, and the third part of a mini-series we're talking about for this particular series. Uh, we'll be talking about the unrecorded timeline of Trollerton, getting into some of the ages and time periods that took place in the time period leading up to and I guess following the creation of Trollodron as as we know it and what took place with those various ages. And before I get into that, real quickly here, wanted to make an announcement that the Shadow Regent is coming out this month, which is March, March 21st. You should see it in stores or, well, it depends when you get this episode, but it will be in stores then. And I will be doing a tour for it. So you can check out where I'm going to be, what's going to be going on, on my website, chadcorey.com, that's C-H-A-D-C-O-R-R-I-E.com. And there is a link there and there's some information about the events and things I'm doing. Do take advantage of that. If you want to stay more informed about what's going on with new releases and tours and such, uh, you can sign up for the newsletter. And you can also follow me on social media, and that's just Creator Chad. I am on, let's see, where am I at? I'm on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and... Twitter. Those are the four major ones that I participate in. You can take advantage of that there, sign up there, so, uh, be a follower, liker, whatever you want to call it, and take advantage of all the updates and pictures and things that'll be going on. And there should be some more fun things I'll be able to share in the future on that. I will say I will be doing a lot more events, I guess, for the next wow, next couple months here, at least at least a few months, because there'll be another release coming out, not not trial related, but a graphic novel coming out following that which will take me all the way into the summer. So I'll be, be pretty busy doing some events and doing some things. So um, you'll be able to find me somewhere, somewhere, shape, or form, maybe out there on the uh, bookstores or maybe on the social media. So take advantage of that. And uh, also as well, do take advantage of these uh, podcasts being augmented by the website and social media for Trollodron. You can just go to trollodron.com. That's T-R-A. L-O-D-R-E-N dot com. And you can also do the same that the Trollodron handle will get you access to Twitter, uh, Instagram, and Facebook, where I have been and continue to share more information about the world setting and other events and things going on with books and the world in general that you're not necessarily going to see on the website or get on these podcasts. So if you want to get a full complement of what it is to be all a uh, big Trollodon fan or in general, I would encourage you to take advantage of that. And you can kind of, between the podcast, the website, and the social media, you'll be able to get a full picture of what is going on and what uh, the world setting is about. So, all right. So that said and done, let's move into what we're talking about today, which will be three different time periods. Up until now, we've been covering two at a time, but these are kind of, I don't want to say shorter, but they kind of are. I mean, one is like 10 years long, so that shouldn't be too uh, too hard to cover, but they, they do kind of encompass a section of time that is important and has a very powerful dynamic in the world of Trollodon's formation, at least as far as we know it for the modern day. So let's get into these things real quick. A re- rehearse of what we talked about last episode 
was the creation of childhood in itself, and then what became known as the Titanic Age, where the gods allowed the Titans to colonize and set up a rule over the planet of Trilodon. And things were going well for a period of time, and they, but eventually they soured, and you had a lot more rebellion, a lot more unrest, and more and more people, Titans in particular, wanting to take a greater control over their own destiny, and in some cases even depose and set up their own rule over the gods themselves. This led them to begin the process of looking for alternatives, which in time led some people, these would be the lords of Trilodon, to get into this mindset or this philosophy of, hey, let's bring back our fallen brother, the Titans who fought Vicar, the very first god, for trying to take power. Let's, let's bring them back, because they were now in the abyss and uh, prisoners there for this whole time because basically they opposed Vicar and wanted him not to be god or ruler over them. And so the Titans said, hey, we have an instant ready-made army who is already favorably inclined in our direction of having a hatred for Vicar and now his children, the gods. Let's let's see if we can bring him on board and, and ally with him and you know turn over the gods themselves. And so this time is when the, we can say it came there, the Titanic rule came to a horrible end <laughs> on Trilodon. On they brought about a series of wars by their actions through this. And they would entail beginning the creation of a portal that, like I said, would open up to the abyss and foolishly thinking that they'd be able to find allies in the abyss. I say foolishly because they didn't know what happened in the abyss. Well, Vicar Vicar might not have known either. Some can argue he might, but we don't know for sure yet. Um, By trapping them in the abyss and by making all spirits and souls immortal, previously they were not, because he wanted them to have eternal punishment for what they did. He also ingrained in them the ability to warp and change and become tied to the plane in which they were imprisoned. So over time, the Titans and all the other people that stood against Vicar transformed into what would become known as fiends. And these fiends are broken down into two categories, demons and devils, which I talked about in previous episodes. So take a listen to that if you want to know more about those. But these fiends, these demons and devils, were the end result of titans that were, and I guess titan lords that were cast away into the abyss. And they had now had a long time to think about their own agenda. And their own natures were warped and changed over the the time of their imprisonment, so much so that they weren't necessarily titans anymore in their outlook. They were, like we said, fiends. They had a different perspective on things. And that would come into a major play, a major clash, as they were released onto Trilodon. Now, not every fiend that was on or in the abyss took the call or heard the call, but when the portal was open, they came across those that did and to Trilodon because the idea was that, hey, we have this planet, we can begin to rule over it. And yes, some of them maybe wanted revenge on the culprit. I think a great majority of them wanted to have a place free of the abyss and a chance at making a new a new life and kind of carving out their own empire, so to speak, on a, back on the planet, or at least the plane of reality that they knew as, as their own before being shipped off to the abyss. And so you had these various uh, fiends, these fiendish lords come in and begin to cause a whole major ruckus and, and challenge the titans. Basically, the titans were subjugated. They were instantly fighting a war with these fiends, and they were dominated by the fiends who took over 
much of, if not all of Trollodon with their warfare. And they began to rule and carve out territories of their own. And that is where we talked about some of the, the various demonic princes and uh, princesses, as well as the devilish princes and princesses that took over the Trollodon and had their hand in creating and warping different uh, people and races into their own unique creatures and, and, and army base for which to have greater control and rule over the planet. And those we talked about, like I said, in greater detail last season. Uh, so take a listen to all those. I'm not going to get into the depths of those because we went and covered a lot of information on them in particular. But those were the guys and gals that were available and kind of causing some ruckus and trouble during this time period. And this was called the Fiendish Wars. And they were fighting just about everything. The Lenorms, the Titans, uh, the various other creatures that existed at that time on the planet just trying to dominate and take control of it. And then, like I said, they began to, to warp and manipulate the various people groups into their own unique creatures. And that's where you get some of the things like the the Minotaurs and the dragons came out of this and the, who else? Uh, the Deltarians and the Lizardmen and uh, all the other nasty things that <laughs> that developed out of that because of their manipulation and twisting things for their perverted ends. And the wars, we don't really necessarily know, the people don't necessarily know how long they went. There's some speculation, you know, it might have been a decade or so, but it was pretty extensive and obviously global in its conflict, and it took the Titans by surprise, obviously, who were thinking they'd have these allies and instead were subjugated and nearly you know, decimated by what came out instead. And this would lead to what has been called the Dark Decade. And it's named primarily for being a 10-year period during which the fiends ruled unopposed on Trilodon after establishing their territories during the fiendish wars. And it was also known as a time of societal darkness and decay that threatened to wipe out all that had been accomplished in ashes and memory because they really wanted to make Trilodon into a I guess you can say a fiendish version of itself, taking what they knew and believed to be proper and right from their twisted mindset of the abyss and transforming that and transposing that onto the population of Trollodon. And they would have been successful too if not for the faith and dedication of the Draenors. The Draenors were a race of being who were created by the gods the idea coming from Girthgull initially when he formed the Pantheonic concept with the other gods to unite them not just around a planet, but a, a certain people group that they could all get behind. And so he united them to create the Draenors, who all allowed all the gods to be invested in their creation and development and protection, allowing them again another focal point to keep them united on some things moving forward. And so the Draenors had been there all this time with the Titans, being kind of a, I guess you want to say an underrace or a shadowed people because the Titans really took the, the spotlight and dominated much of the, the power and influence for many, 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 many years. But the Titans, uh, like I said, with their fall, allowed the opportunity for the Draenors to step up. And that's what they did. Not all of them, but there were a faithful uh, contingency or group of them that sought out help from the gods to try and get them relief from these, not just from the 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 fiends, but from the titans as well, who had been long corrupted and, and turned against them in general. And that prayer, those prayers, were answered in the form of what became the next age in this time period, 
the wars of liberation. But to back up a little bit, what happened was the gods heard their plea, and they sought a way, sought a remedy for bringing an end to this. They weren't totally oblivious to what was going on. They were watching this and trying to figure out how to change or how to interact with what took place. The challenge was that, as we talked about in previous episodes, there was this thing called the divine barrier that was created around the planet that prohibited direct divine interference. I mean, they could still do things, they could still interact, still control stuff to a great extent. They just were limited in a direct interaction of actually popping down on the planet in their true form and taking care of things or doing things. And so they had to find a way to get the fiends off of there and you know fix what was going on, but they, they weren't necessarily sure yet how to go about doing that. And so they originally went to the Lords of Evil, who said, uh, you know, this wasn't their responsibility, even though the Lords of Evil, who are Titan Lords, given the control over the Abyss, they're in charge of maintaining the, you know, the integrity of the Abyss and basically keeping the prisoners that were sent there locked up. Well, obviously, when you have a large group of fiends escape and repopulate a different planet, they kind of escaped. So why the tardiness in the reply of the Lords of Evil to take care of that matter kind of befuddled the gods, and they were very not happy, I guess you can say, with that outcome, but the Lords of Evil were not willing to lift a finger and take care of that matter either. So you had this conundrum, how can we take care of these demons and fiends? And they're trying that this whole time, this, during this dark decade, to figure out how they could resolve this matter. They just weren't figuring out the right strategy yet until they started getting prayers and petitions from the Draenors, which allowed them some ideas and opportunities to maybe do what was done previously with the fiends. And that is kind of skirting around the Divine Barrier by using a portal to sneak in there and get some things done. And they found a willing ally and support with the Lords of Good who were in charge of or had influence of paradise, which was the kind of the polar opposite of the plane of the abyss. And so they found the allies they needed, they found the help they needed, and so there was the lords of good and, and the, the angelic hosts that came with them that came in and began to do what is called the Wars of Liberation. And this, again, after basically a decade of darkness and oppression, the gods aided the people and they were able to bring in uh, the liberation through these people. And it was another about a 10-year process that took place with the wars here, and they're guesstimating, again, uh, the recorders of history. And it basically undid what was done with the fiends as far as it kicked them back out, expelled them back into the abyss. But unfortunately, the process of that really, really ravaged the world. And it as you can imagine, when you had the first wars that were taking place with the Titans, then you had the series of wars following with the, the Fiendish Wars that really you know kicked it up a notch, shall we say, and then the, the Dark Decade, and now another series of wars that basically were global and, and ravaged the world again. You can imagine it was not a very pretty picture on the, the planet after that period of time. There was a lot of devastation, a lot of death, destruction, ruin, and then, of course, you had all the uh, remnants of what the Titan, I mean, the uh, the fiends created, whether it's botched experiments or reservoirs of evil power laying around, artifacts and items and things they might have created or left, or the various creatures themselves, you know, the minotaurs and things, are not, they weren't going to go away. They're there now to stay. So you had people trying to figure out what to do with those. And then you had people trying to find their place in the world and reestablish the unity 
and purpose they once had as well. So there was a big mess, but at least the people were free. And part of that which came out of the, the war's liberation was the judgment of the Titans. They were finally just removed from Trallion. It was resolved by divine decree that they could not they could not remain anymore on Trollodon, and at least those, the Trollodon Titans, the Titans that still existed in the realms beyond, they were okay because they, they were corrupted by this mindset. It was just the Titans of Trollodon. So they were removed and taken back to the Abyss, leaving the next major power player in place to take over and dominate who were the Draenors. And that's what we'll get into with the next episode. Thanks so much for listening. I do appreciate it. And uh, like I said, any questions, commentary, concerns, feel free to share it at lore at chadcorey.com. Otherwise, we'll catch you next episode. This podcast is copyright Chad Corey. All rights reserved.